So today I am supposed to go over and cut my stepdad's hair <laughs> because my mom does it. And, you know, my, my mom you know, had, had surgery. See, I told you you're going to laugh. <laughs> and so I, my mom calls him yesterday and says, hey, um, you cut your own hair. And I go, not well. But <laughs> Have you seen my hair? Yeah. Does he like this hairstyle? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's getting. So she goes, so can you come over and, and, and cut Jim's hair? Rito, do, the salons with the different photos of what you want. It's just it's one just of Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> A thousand times. I want the glamour, that day. Glamour yeah. shots. Do you, what day do you want? You know, this, this is two weeks later. This, I cut my hair every three and a half weeks or so. And I go, so I use a one and a two. And, if I, and she goes, no, no, he just wants one on top of his head. She goes, I, I'll do his ears and his eyebrows. <laughs> and I'm like, right? <laughs> it's funny. So I, today, I'm going to go cut my stepdad's hair. Never done that before. <laughs> not his ears. Not his eyebrows. Not his, not, not not his nose. She, she goes, I take care of that. I take care of that. So this week, we are talking about week 25 of Galatians, second wow. to last week. I know. I, I Seriously, I, I thought about this this morning. Penalty. 26 weeks total, right? Mm-hmm. Which is half a year. Half a year? Mm-hmm. Half a year. And we only broke for Easter, right? Only broke for Easter. So. Yep. yep. And I only broke one week, and Steve did it for me, which is great. I, I thought his message was better than the one I had written. So, <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I usually feel about most things that he does, because I like him so much. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Uh, so we were talking about sowing and reaping, Galatians 6, 6 through 10. Yeah, there's, so there's a, a lot in sowing and reaping, and then there's not a lot. I mean, it's just, it's really simple. You know, basic things of, you guys just went out last week and you planted all those pumpkins for upcoming pumpkin killing. We did. We will have pumpkins this year again. So you go out and, and you plant those pumpkins, and when harvest time comes in October, you're not going to get a bunch of cucumbers. You know, what you're going to get is a bunch of pumpkins because you sow pumpkins and you reap pumpkins. This is the same thing in our lives, which goes along with everything Paul's been talking about all the way back to the fruit of the spirit. Are we, are we sowing from our sinful nature? And if we do, we're going to reap destruction. And if we sow from the spirit, we're going to reap life. And I think it's great that he does it here at the very end of his letter to the Galatians, because if he didn't, people could think, oh, this is about legalism or this is about karma. I do this and I get these results. And Paul's whole thing is, no, it's about grace. When I talk about obeying God, I always have to give this caveat of we obey God because God is the only being in the entire universe who is worth obeying. And you got to give that caveat because if you don't, people are like, oh, it's legalism. It's not legalism. It's loving God enough to see that what he says about our lives and how we live is true. It comes down to trust, really. Exactly. It's the whole thing of, oh, you're talking about legalism. That's a view that doesn't trust God. That's a view that says God's trying to harsh my buzz. You know, God, <laughs> God is trying to tell me no and take my fun away. So Paul does all this work about grace and then gets to sowing and reaping, which again, we know that we obey God because it's not about legalism. But secondly, it's not about karma either, because after he's talked about the entire book, we get what we did not sow. We get salvation and grace and life, what Jesus sowed for us. We have sown death into our life. We get salvation. It's not karma. We're not working it off. And obeying is such a, I don't know, in our culture today, people don't like that word. They don't like the thought of having to obey, submitting to anybody else. And so the first question is, is God worth obeying? Which at this table, we'd all say yes. 
I would hope. And but the second question is, do we always do it? <laughs> yeah. Do we always do it? Which is no. Right. Um, and how do we tell others that he is worthy of it? And that's, I think that's an interesting thing in today's age and culture. How do we explain that God is worth, not you like from the pulpit, but like in our daily lives, how do we really explain in an effective way that's okay to obey and submit and trust his goodness? Ooh, ooh I know. Yeah. You in the back. Yeah, you in the back, the guy with the microphone. So in your review, that's how you talk about it. How has this thing running after yourself worked in your life? Mm. You have reaped destruction. Your, you know, your relationships are, are garbage. Your, you can't hold a job. Not, you know, these are just examples. Like <laughs> random, <laughs> random example. Random example. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't hold a job. You, you, you don't interact with people in healthy ways. You're, you're always angry. You're always angry and resentful. And you're one upping everybody of, Oh, you did this. Well, I did this too. And you, it, you, there's never this place where you just settle down into a place of trusting God and sowing and reaping. So how is that working for you? Mm-hmm. You say that in a nice way, but mm-hmm. so your life's a mess. How had you following yourself worked for you? Can you truly trust yourself? Right. As a guide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's sometimes where I worry so much about our modern push of figure out your own identity, whether whether it's gender or whatever it is, it's, it's figure out your own identity and who you say you are, because that is going to bring you fulfillment. And yet people who do that, it never brings fulfillment. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we've talked about the fruit to root exercise a few times here and there on, on the podcast and other areas, but really the sowing and reaping is really, yeah. I mean, that. I, what better time to, to actually bring it up that mm-hmm. looking at the fruit of your life, whether it's kind of destruction in your wake, whether you realize it or not, or your anger or what fruit are you, you producing on your own and what is underneath the surface of that? Yeah. So if you're starting from the place of recognizing some unhealthy fruit that is observable, in your life, you would work back from there. Who am I in light of this? Like that I, Jackie Chan movie. Who am I? Who? Who am I? No, not like, <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> so I believe it's starting with, okay, who am I? So in light of this fruit, what is that saying about me? And then from there, what has God done? Typically that's where there's a distortion, right? Of the truth of what God has really done. Oftentimes it comes down to, you know, God has abandoned me or God has left me to do this thing or God um, is not trustworthy. And then tracing that back to his character. So who is God? And that's really the, the fundamental unbelief that kind of undergirds all of this. And what's so funny is when you walk not funny, Hob. What's so interesting is when you walk through this exercise with people, oftentimes when they land at the place of who is God, it's interesting when you take these steps, actually, it unearths that underlying belief about who God is that would probably never be apparent if you were just off the top of your head, like, oh, this is why I'm feeling this way. But there is this underlying unbelief that is so shocking oftentimes when you get to that place. It, it so flies in the face of what we know to be true or how God's revealed himself. But mm. out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that's how we see these fruit in our lives. So what do you think we talk about in our GCs this week? Like what's a good place to start discussion? So going back to obedience, you know, I think oftentimes we think of it as like, 
muscling ourselves in this direction, trying to conform to these expectations, but really it, it's a heart issue. It's, do you truly believe I'm thinking going back to tools, fruit to root, the four G's, mm. not our family. Yeah. You God, got four yeah, G's. Yeah. Wait, God, God is great. So we don't have to be in control. God is glorious. So we don't have to fear others. God is good. So we don't have to look elsewhere and God is gracious. So we don't have to prove ourselves. Mm. So to me, if, if you really believe those things, obedience just naturally flows out of that. It becomes less of this, oh, I have to will myself to do this, as opposed to like, no, this is a relationship I have with someone that is this good. And if you believe all these things, why would we not want to submit our lives to someone that is truly like that? Right. I got one too. Maybe a direction we could go to. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're thinking of, of positives in it. Maybe we could ask, what fruit do you want to see in your life? You know, what, what do you hope to see? And then maybe work back from that and say, so what seed do we sow now to get there? Hmm. And, you know, it could, it could be a million different things. Well, not a million, cause that's an awful lot, but it could be a few different things. We always use these weird words for anyway. So being, being intentional with what you're going to do yeah, and not just trying to find other Is that sowing or is it more reflecting though on, on the generosity of God that's sowing? I mean, I hear you and I think it's a wise to like take steps, but anyone, even a non-believer, right. Could go about the steps of just, I'm going to start acting this way. Well, but that's the thing. This is where the difference becomes between karma, a karma view and an obedience to God view. And the principle still works in people's lives of Mm -hmm. sowing and reaping, when it's, if they're believers or not, what you sow, you eventually reap in your life. And, you know, if non-Christians begin to sow good things in their life, it, eventually you'll have a harvest of better things mm-hmm. that come along. And it can, again, Christians, not Christians, Christians, you know, what we're doing when, we, when we're sowing is we are specifically looking to what God has done. Mm-hmm. And that enables us to begin to sow in different ways towards having the fruit of the spirit, which eventually becomes as a result of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that I, I think there are ways we practically look in how we start to sow. I want to have the fruit of a home life that is a joy to go to. That's a respite. That's an oasis in the midst of this world that we're in. Okay, well, the the fruit we need to start sowing is loving those in our homes in ways that they feel valued and honored, finding out what they need, giving of ourselves again to that because you are then sowing seed that will reap a harvest in your home. That is joy. That, that is serving and giving to one another. That's, and that's, I think the practicality of sowing and reaping. It's not just like a spiritual thing. It's a, the practical stuff of what are we giving our lives to and then how, what's the result we're expecting out of that. Sometimes when I'm in a really bad mood or I, I want my wife to make me feel better, but I don't tell her that. And I'm just a little irritated and I respond really poorly. Like I'm irritated or I'm snippy at little things. The harvest I want is not the harvest I'm going to get, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the harvest I'm going to get is her being irritated back towards me. Like what in the world is wrong with you? I'm not giving what I want. I need to sow the things that, that, make her want to love mm-hmm. me. What do you that, want to cultivate? Right. 25 weeks now to get to this place of understanding grace, to know it's not legalism, to know it not, it's not karma, but practically in our life, sowing and reaping go hand in hand. 
So I didn't realize you were you were really talking in a more I know you don't mean behaviorism, but you're right. talking specifically about behaviors. Yeah. Is what you put in, this is what you would get out. Yeah. That's okay. and but that's I think what what Paul is eventually getting towards, but it's not what he starts with because it's not about behaviorism. Right. But eventually you get to the point where grace lived out in our lives is lived out in our behavior. It sounds like stewardship. Yeah. Yeah. How are you gonna steward your time and resources to align with what you want to cultivate? Right. Okay. We are starting a new series upcoming in what, three weeks, one, two, yeah, three weeks uh, on forgive. And we're actually looking to share stories about forgiveness uh, kind of in our community. So uh, if you know of a story or have one that you would like to share, please reach out to us. Kind of want to maybe in the service with a story uh, on forgiveness that you've experienced in your life. I mean, I think some of them should be vertical, right? right. Not just horizontal yeah, right yeah. I was talking to my kids about forgiveness on the way to drop off today it'd be why man what if you're what Asher, like, i don't forgive you well, what has jesus done for us guys man, if you can get that if you can get them on camera with you having that conversation that'd be awesome maybe we've been talking about it a lot doesn't forgive for you what? don't get to weaponize your lack of yeah. forgiveness so we're doing this series on forgive. We want to tell some stories. And so you, if you know of anybody, ask your GC if there's a, a story people are willing to share. Um, even you, within gospel community, like culture, community life, if there's a, something that happened that there was reconciliation. Conflict worked through. Conflict and, and you know, and, 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 and on both sides too. Like maybe you were gossiping about somebody else and they heard about it and you had to go ask for forgiveness and you had to mm-hmm. deal with it or someone was gossiping about you and then you went and talked to somebody about it. But oh. both sides of it, where mm-hmm. you were the perpetrator or where you were the victim. Both sides. Or we could get both people and yeah. share the story. Or what about even stories where there isn't full resolution? There's going to be a lot of that. And you're willing to be honest about the difficulty in the middle of that. Yeah. So there's an arc to, to the series. And so we'll, if we can get some stories, we'll try to figure out what yep. when best to share and, yep. and we'll probably, we'll film it. So it won't be live uh, and we can edit it. And, and so people can feel um, like they can watch it before we, we play it. Yep. Um, so that'd be great. And we will add links below to the four G's and to fruit to root once again, because uh, those are for just good exercises and tools to be reminded of as we're going about. We hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week. It's a well-known reference. How much of our listenership who you are. is identifying <laughs> with this very obscure reference? I would say uh, two. <laughs> and they're both sitting in this room with you. Ah, nice. Cool. <laughs>